to the Wonder Women segment of the Maker Mom podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every week I bring you two interviews with makers of all kinds, some of them moms, some of them not. This week's Wonder Women guest is Katie of Keen Lane Co. Uh, out of Florida. I happened to meet Katie personally at WorkbenchCon earlier this year, and uh, we struck up a quick friendship just over the fact that she does not spell Katie correctly. Um, In case you were wondering, it should be spelled K-A-T-I-E. Anyways, um, Katie's really kind of a Jane of all trades as far as um, she does some furniture and home decor, but she's also doing um, outdoor settings and built-in pieces. Uh, So it was really great to get to learn about her background and how she got started in all of that. Before we hop on into the interview, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Christy, Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Lauren, um, Rest File Designs, Sven, Dwarf Sized Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued ongoing support helping me to produce two episodes a week. All right, with no further ado, here is Katie of Keen Lane Co. And I always like to have my guests introduce themselves. So when you're like ready to tell who you are, I'll let you do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> my elevator speech, no. Um, okay, let me think of that. Yeah. Um, I'm, now I'm trying to think of my signature. What do I have on there? Um, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free to go when you're ready. Okay. Hi, my name is Katie Keen. I'm the owner of Keen Lane Co., where I designed and create custom furniture, home decor, and outdoor spaces. Awesome. Are you also still working makerspace stuff? I am affiliated with a local makerspace. Um, so great connections there and great resources and tools and things too. Okay, awesome. Um, and just to clarify for those who will either be listening or watching, you misspell your name, Katie. You spell it with a Y instead of an IE. Just <laughs> no, not the battle of the Katie's. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into like, how you got started 
you know, doing furniture, home decor, that type of thing. Uh, I want to go back to your childhood a bit. Like, where'd you grow up? What kind of things were you interested in when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, that's great. And that's a big foundation for me, too. Um, so I, I'm from the Panama City area. I always say Panama City, but the Panama City area of Florida. Um, my parents divorced when I was young, so I'm kind of from two different areas. My father owned a hunting and fishing camp, and that's Grand Ridge, Florida, a very tiny place and uh, very outdoorsy and woodsy. And then also um, Panama City, where I grew up with my with my mom, too. So a little closer to the beach. So I feel like I've got a, re a really good overall perspective of Florida, because when people think of Florida, I think they think of like maybe the beach or Miami, but it's definitely very country as well. And then also, the, obviously, the beautiful beaches. So um, with that, I had a really nice scope of, of country life. Um, I grew up around horses and fishing. And um, like I said, my dad had a hunting and fishing camp growing up. So, I mean, I was running around barefoot, run, going through woods and trails and all that as a young person. And uh, Keen Lane, my company, is actually named after the street I, our home was on. It was Keen Lane. And uh, so I feel like that keeps me really grounded and rooted. And um, I was just this little little country kid running around. And then also kind of the beach beach side of life. I love that coastal vibe, the really laid back lifestyle and, uh, and obviously sunshine. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yes. And you are a twin, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm a twin. <laughs> uh, her name I identical or fraternal twins? We're actually fraternal based on what the doctor said. However, <laughs> we look a lot alike. So people think we're identical. Um, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, were, was your sister like right along with you then doing all of the, you know, running through the woods and all that kind yeah. of stuff? We were, we were like, actually as, as toddlers, we even had our own language language. We're super close. So it, before we could really articulate sentences and things, we were kind of had our own little language that we would jibber jabber back and forth and then go run off and do whatever it is that we were <laughs> So, uh, which I wish we still had today, but we learned to actually speak English. So that changed. <laughs> but we were little partners in crime and we're always into things. She's extremely creative as well. She's actually an artist. My mother was too. And um, so we both have our kind of creative talents in different areas, but uh, definitely a lot of inspiration back and forth from the both of us. Mm -hmm. What kind of artist was your, was your mom? So she did um, pastel and oil painting. She did portraits and animals. Um, so we definitely grew up around a lot of that creative, um, you know, environment. So, um, so a great foundation there. My, I always joke that mine came out a little bit different. I come from a family of artists. My other, our other sister's an artist. My niece is an artist and my twin sister's an artist. And I'm not even remotely <laughs> good at any of <laughs> so My creative side came out a little bit different. Um, but they were a huge inspiration for me too. Mm -hmm. So, so what about, um, like high school timeframe, what kind of things, you know, would we have found you doing when you were in high school? Gosh, I, um, I was into a lot of different, I have a very corporate business background. And even as a young person, I did a lot of like, um, 
competitive kind of business classes around marketing and things like that. So I was a little dorky in that kind of space, but I worked a lot. Um, I didn't grow up with a ton. So like I, I, you know, as soon as I could work, I wanted to. And so I always had multiple jobs, but I loved learning new things. And so that was always something I did and um, very active. I loved to be outside and um, hike or go to the beach or different things like that too. And then just it, evol- it was involved in a lot of clubs and groups and things like that too. Just getting a lot of different experience as a young person. Mm-hmm. What was it about like business and marketing that you like, uh, we're into so much and I still am. So yeah. Yeah. Which led into my college degrees and stuff like that too. So I just, um, I think a lot of the things that I really enjoy is problem solving, which I think I, there's a lot of connections for me from my business side that go into kind of my more creative side. Um, and I think problem solving would for sure be one of those. And I love um, even going into a little bit of today is helping other people. And I'm almost on like a consulting side with those kind of things, helping with storytelling and messaging and communication, things like that. Um, And I'm another little dorky side is I really enjoy Excel and like process, (laughs) processes, which a lot of people don't like. So I think that's really where I stood out a lot too in my corporate jobs and in what I do today is creating processes, streamlining and automation for different businesses and things too, and just kind of the back end stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually really, really enjoyed that. So that touched on a lot of different areas of business. So that kind of resonated with me a lot. So does that mean like today you have like a job job in addition to um, My other uh, job. <laughs> your other job job? <clears throat> I um, So I actually started my business, Keen Lane Co., in 2016. I was working in the corporate world um, for many years, and, um, and I had a lot of sales roles and things like that, too. Again, kind of those correlations between the business side and what I do today. So I definitely had both. I did make a transition a couple years ago and left that corporate job. I'd been there eight-ish years, and... Um, and started with a different company that was um, where I could work, had to have a more flexible schedule so that I could do my business a little bit more as I saw it kind of growing. And um, with that company, it was a smaller business and the family ownership kind of split. So that changed my role. So that long story short made me decide, all right, do I continue with that or do I just give my business a shot? So I left that role and I've been doing my business for the past couple of years full time. And it's for sure been a journey. Um, So I say yes and no. I still do some consulting on the side for other businesses. And I found that I've really enjoyed that too, because it touches, it still allows me to explore and utilize my business background for other people and helping problem solve for them and other small businesses or entrepreneurs. So I've really enjoyed that too. So, so yes and no, I definitely kind of formally jump ship from the corporate world, but I still dabble in that space. Um, And as any entrepreneur, any of that, I feel like it's definitely a journey all around. And so, um, you know, the comforts of the corporate, you know, jobs and the, and the paychecks and stuff like that, you know, and you leave that and it's like this, this pain a little bit. So there's always a balance with that. And at least for me, there has been. So trying to navigate that's always part of the journey. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, I definitely like that resonates with me because that's kind of like basically what I do. I mean, I'm a like a quality assurance lean type 
consultant. And so I work with, I work mainly with manufacturers, but, um, but it's basically the same thing, right? It's like, I'm being asked to come in and help them problem solve or help them uh, better their systems and that type of stuff. And I like doing that too. Like I like the problem solving piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it allows me to still like bring an income in that pays the bills versus uh, my own business, which is definitely not there yet. Um, So, I mean, you're, you said your dad ran the hunting and fishing um, camp. So like, do you feel like that's where you get some of that entrepreneurial, like kind of business love from, or like you and I guess you're, your mom, if she's an artist, she's having to kind of do her own hustle as well. Yeah. And I definitely got to see both of those um, growing up and, and it's kind of funny. So my mother was um, actually not very business. She was the social person. She was like, I love this. I'm going to do it. It makes me happy, you know, more than right, like yeah. of all that. And I saw the pain in that too, where it was like, well, you can't make stuff for free because you enjoy it. You know, I mean, you can, <laughs> right. <laughs> May not that might not be your your revenue stream so she definitely balanced both had a job and did art on the side and it was always I, I think a challenge for her to do the business side that definitely didn't spark her spark her interest um, my father just worked extremely hard building his hunting and fishing camp and he was he was like a if you pictured like a John Wayne type guy that was my dad cowboy boots cowboy hat all of the, the whole deal like working hard had the property cleared the land and you know, had the cattle and all of that, that was definitely him. So I get more of my grit, I would say from that side, for sure. I probably Mm -hmm. resonate more with my dad on that side. Um, And I was just always kind of a go-getter, like wanting to do different jobs and wanting to explore different things. And so, and we even worked on the property, man. I, I grew up like planting trees and fields and painting docks and cleaning the camp and um, getting bait fish for the people that were coming to, to fish for the weekend. And mm-hmm. so I just, that was another part of like the creative side. I really enjoyed being hands-on. And that was one thing, you know, sitting at a desk all day, stuff like that. I was like, man, I really, I really miss the physical labor that's involved with some of that stuff. And I'm not a big person. I'm not saying I'm going to go flip some tires and stuff, but like, I, got, I just had to do something that was more, you know, um, a little bit more labor intensive. So I took a little bit from both, but definitely the entrepreneur spirit. I think when I think more about my childhood and even teenage years, I was, I've definitely been an entrepreneur. I mean, even when I was a teenager, I had jobs, I had multiple jobs. So I worked at a law firm part-time at one point I worked fast food. I, um, in addition to that though, in the summers I would do, um, uh, different consulting jobs, cons- different, different like marketing consulting jobs and stuff. So I always dabbled in a lot of things and managed my own schedule. And those were more of a contract based kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, always, always kind of in that world. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to totally say like, I'm, um, a bit jealous, like I'm interested in the business stuff. Like that's actually some of the, when going into my own business has been um, like something I found that I enjoyed, like just trying to figure out, you know, like how do you market yourself and stuff? However, I would say it is not my strong suit. Like it's not something that I'm like really great at. And it's, it kind of always feels like a constant 
learning game, a constant struggle, you know, and then you can see somebody who's like really figured it out and you're just like, how, how did they figure that out? How did they figure it out? It looked like they figured it out. <laughs> and any entrepreneur behind the scenes is like, oh my God, my day's crazy. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I- like, how do you, you've, I mean, like you said, you said a couple years, right? You've been doing like your own yeah, this yeah. type thing with some consulting still, but like, how has it felt? Has it felt any different when it's like it's your business versus like helping somebody else with their yeah. business? Yeah, I think um, honestly, and this is an entrepreneur thing, so I think a lot of people can can connect with this. But um, at, for a while, like everything for me, you came last, like it was mostly client projects. They became before mine. So then my marketing felt, you know, I need to update my website, but I'm not getting paid to do that. So that's going to fall to the wayside. So I've been recently trying to do a better job of balancing some of that. And as I've been doing more consulting, I'm like, oh crap, I really need to make sure I showcase like my abilities. And um, so I, I have to revamp my website and everything, but um, but doing it for myself has, it hasn't been as much of the priority as as it has been for doing my client projects. So balancing that has been really interesting. Um, And it's hard because I enjoy it. So it's like, I'd, you know, I'd love to spend a whole day just doing that side of things and just doing stuff for my business and building the time in for that is important. So trying to reprioritize with some of those, but, uh, but yeah, that has been, that has been interesting. What type of businesses, you know, are you, working with like I just I guess you know obviously I I follow you on social media and stuff and so I see you sharing your projects that you work on for clients build projects and furniture and home decor um have you gotten into like your consultant work uh helping out like another like creative business uh figure out how to market themselves yeah, and so that's the part where I need to update. I haven't marketed myself in that avenue publicly. It's been more uh, my connection. And so that's one of my goals is to showcase that part of what I do as well. And it really took a moment for me to kind of step back and think about my business too. Of, And you made a point to this too, like where is my time best spent or where do I provide the most value? And I, you know, and so that made me rethink a little bit about some of the things that I was doing or how I could outsource or different things like that. So, and then I was making these connections to help with different consulting businesses or doing some consulting with some other uh, creative businesses. So um, kind of a couple, a couple parts to that, but I, I haven't showcased some of the work that I've done with these, these other businesses, but I'll give you an example. Um, I, that was kind of neat because it actually touched on both sides of what I do. I had a friend that was opening a landscape and hardscape company. So doing pavers, patios, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, the whole deal and landscape with that. And so I partnered with them. They needed a website. They needed some marketing material, all the foundational pieces to their business so they could do what they wanted to do. And so I helped with that. But um, and so I built their website and did their marketing and all the, all those things. And then it really actually kind of led into um, partnering with them more because our client base was the same. So I'm building custom, you know, furniture projects. And now I have an avenue to also sell clients and promote outdoor landscape projects where 
I can do the designing because I do designing as, as part of what I do and then outsource it to this group. And so I started doing that too. So that was kind of interesting. And then I got into designing outdoor spaces and things, which is a lot of fun. Um, so that one kind of dabbled in both, but I've also worked with some other, there's a construction company that I, that needed a website marketing material and their messaging. And so I worked with them on that. Um, and then some, some other ones here and there with maybe it's just social media support, or maybe it's just foundational pieces of uh, marketing material. So I'll do some of those kind of things or building a strategy around a marketing plan or something like that. Um, so those are the things I do need to showcase as part of my business. So it transitioned in a little, so Keen Lane Co kind of dabbles in the custom furniture and home decor that I foundationally created. I've grown that to also, again, thinking about where my time is best spent, where, where can I outsource certain things and where does it make sense? Because at the same time, I was also getting requests for larger projects, things that I just physically couldn't do on my own. And so I've partnered with other woodworkers to where I'll do um, more of the consulting, the sales, the front end, the design and partner with other work woodworkers on um, confirming the design and then the actual build. And then I can also go on site with them if it's an install and help do pieces of that too. Um, so that kind of is, a, is part of it, but then also this consulting side um, where I'm helping some of these other creative, what I consider passionate companies that are doing something creative and trying to get their message out too. And that's a lot of times I find even with woodworkers, like they don't want to do that part necessarily. They don't always want to do, let me go meet with the client again and show them colors. They're just like, tell me what to make and let me do it. So that's where I started realizing like, all right, maybe my time's better spent on other pieces of that. And if I can do smaller projects on my own, then maybe those are the ones that I pick up through my business. So I still have some of the hands-on um, projects and things like that. And I've um, dabbled with some different ideas around that too. Maybe I just do some of the more, you know, creative and promoting some of the fine ways to promote these different creative access to different materials or things that I have that could be for clients and then outsourcing that some of the other stuff too. So it's definitely growing and it's, it's, it's packaging that message and putting it, putting it out there a little bit more so that I'm in the process of doing that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I find, oh, I find all of that super intriguing. So I'm trying to figure out where I start unpacking that. <laughs> that's, that's a typical entrepreneurial style, like so yeah. many different things in the air and just seeing, <laughs> you know, the different avenues to go. But, um, um, well, I do want to, so I want to ask, like, how did you get started into making, you know, furniture, home decor stuff? Like, when oh, did that start? <laughs> Um, so as you can imagine, based on what I share with you about my family and growing up, we were always around paint and crafts and all kinds of things. So I definitely had a creative foundation and, um, my grandmother actually, uh, taught me to sew as a teenager too. And I always start with that story because it doesn't, I'll explain it. I think it ties into woodworking, but it's explaining that process. But I, as a teenager, my grandmother taught me to sew and I became very excited about it once I learned how to read patterns so I could go to the store buy a pattern if you've seen them you fold out the paper and you put it on the fabric and you kind of and that just really develops like it just opened my eyes to oh my gosh I can do and make so many things and um, then it just led into other stuff where I was making apparel I could make home stuff I could I dabbled in creating my own pattern designs things like that 
And then uh, many years later, I lived in a place that I needed a custom shelving thing for in my kitchen. And I couldn't find anything. And, and you know, the typical story of, of like, you know, needing custom something. You can't find it, right? You can't find the color. You can't find the size, that, that whole deal. And um, I was like, you know, this isn't rocket science. It's just shelving. I need to figure this out. So I had a buddy who was willing to help me at the time. And so I did a lot of, re I'm a big dig into the information kind of person. So a lot of research and understanding different things. And he literally, you know, I was intimidated to go to the hardware store, walk down the aisles, looking at wood by myself as a female, like, and any ladies listening to this, I, in that dabbled in that space, you totally, we've all been there. I think we totally started in that space. And so he literally like held my hand through the whole process and he had a home shop and he took me, you know, after we found the wood and what we needed, the design and everything. And he taught me how to use his tools and put it together. And kind of, I had that same like aha moment that I did with sewing where I was like, oh my gosh, I can do so many things with these basic skills. And I just got really excited. And I think the reason I picked it up fairly quickly is because I knew how to read patterns and I knew basic measurements and I knew it was just the skills transferred. It was just learning new tools and different mm -hmm. materials. And so I have that same excitement about both of those spaces. And from that, that was really my, the ignition for my building side. And since then I've had different mentors and different, um, you know, people that have helped me with different projects that I've had the ability to learn from too. So it just, um, yeah, kind of took off, took off from there. So I do, so I'll do cushion so I can build like a bench for example, and mm -hmm. then I can sew. So I do a cushion associated to it or something like that too. So it gives me, um, the ability to add a couple elements and skills in it that makes it fun. Um, but that's really where it kind of grew and grew and started. Hey, makers, do you know Lauren of Rasp and File Designs? Well, if you don't, you should definitely go check out her work. You can find her on Instagram, Rasp File Designs. Lauren is making all kinds of cool furniture and home decor pieces out of live edge uh, hardwoods and metal bases. Um, that's not all she does though, so you should really go check her out and see what she's up to, especially as holiday seasons are coming up. And I know all of us makers really enjoy making our own Christmas presents, but perhaps you're running out of time, so you want to maybe go check out Lauren. She's in the D.C. area, so especially those who are close uh, location-wise to her. So go ahead, go check her out at Rasphile Designs on Instagram, and let's get back to the episode. Hey makers, today's episode is brought to you by Tool Mom and Company, or some of you know her as Tool Mom Bonnie. Uh, she has all kinds of tool related merchandise of gifts and clothing for all ages and genders available at toolmomstore.com. I have two of the coffee mugs. One says go girl and it has a circular saw with flames coming off the back, which is super sweet. And then the other one is the definition of a tool chick, which just makes you feel kind of badass when you're drinking out of it. So if you are in the market, especially as we're getting close to Christmas, for any tool-related merchandise, be that gifts or clothing, make sure you head on over to toolmomstore.com. And extra bonus, you can receive 20% 
off at checkout if you use the coupon code MAKERMOM. All right, let's jump back into the episode. All right. But like, at what point do you decide, like, I'm going to turn this into a business versus making stuff for like my own, my own house. Yeah. Family. Um, So I was working in the corporate world and I had been for years and I just started my business. I think a typical story, I was making things for myself, started making things for friends. Um, People were interested in more things. So I was like, all right, let me just dabble in this. So I actually started selling some things and then ended up setting up my own business and did that on the side outside of my corporate job. And there were just elements to it that, you know, we only have so much time in a day. And so having, trying to balance that was difficult, right? I I didn't, having left the corporate job to grow my side business, I was able to build new relationships, set up time with different suppliers and vendors, get more wholesale materials, all the kind of like behind the scenes businessy stuff mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to do while I was working full time too. So I'm so grateful for that experience because I've just, it gave me the freedom to make bigger connections. Um, and so that was, that was really, but that's kind of, it was almost like a little natural progression and it is a leap of faith too. I mean, I, I knew I, I was at capacity doing it part time and I was like, I, I know it could grow. I still couldn't determine like, it's it's hard. It's not like a franchise, right? You sign mm-hmm. up for a franchise, you know, if you do X, Y, Z, you're going to make X, Y, Z dollars or generally speaking, because they have all this data and information they can base decisions off of. So it is a leap of faith too, in some of that. And I always like to say that it's a journey. You'll probably hear me say that multiple times because it, <laughs> it is, and it's a roller coaster at times, which having the back, you know, the background and the corporate business side of things, does help me feel a little more secure and having the ability to kind of promote that side. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, cause it is, you know, it is taking risks with that too, but, um, but yeah. How, I mean, how comfortable have you felt with being able to self promote yourself? Um, that's a great question. It's, I, I thought I would be better at it. I'm almost feel more comfortable doing it for someone else. If that makes sense. Like I can be mm-hmm. someone else's biggest advocate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you do, I want to tell your story. But then for me, sometimes like I want to do, I'd like to do more videos, um, for example, but I get so insecure about it and get so um, uncomfortable almost. So it's some of that is pushing yourself outside of the comfort zone. Cause I could promote somebody doing that and supporting them hundred percent all the time. But when it is yourself, there's a different level of pressure. How is somebody going to perceive this? Am I, is it too much or am I doing just enough or, you know, and also identifying the direction you're going. So, um, so that part is challenging, challenging for me, not necessarily some of the basic marketing stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. but really, um, and you're, you're stepping over that line. You're like, all right, this is it. Like you're stepping into really putting it out there. So, and, um, and I don't think that'll change with, with um, owning your own business. I mean, I think there's always going to be those little milestones where you're feeling like, ooh, a little outside of the comfort zone, but still need to make it, make it happen to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, like this is, I'm asking this because it's like something I, you know, struggle with and, <clears throat> Until more, I would say until actually this year where I've just become comfortable with like, okay, this year's going to change and next year's going to change and the year after that's going to change. But like defining, 
defining your end result, defining your end, like, this is what Keen Lane is going to be. Like, is that something you've struggled with at all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I got this question the other day, where do you see yourself in five years? And it's such a corporate business and it almost, I appreciate it because coming from that background, I'm like, I get it, set goals, shoot right. high. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and if you don't have a goal, you might not know exactly the direction you're right. going. But at the same time, and I've had to just kind of like almost accept this for myself a little bit more too, because at the same time, I mean, and I'm very transparent in the sense that my business has definitely shifted. I mean, even in the past year, that if I set a goal, you know, in February of this year, it I definitely want to choose it because it achieved it because it was to, it's totally different now. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the reasons I set up my business, just taking a step back, is Keen Lane Co. Is I wanted to incorporate my, or incorporate my name and, and give it like some foundational elements, but I also wanted it to be general enough. To that so that if my business shifted i i could still keep the name and i gave it that flexibility um and i think that was a big decision on my part in the beginning knowing that you know it might not look the same from today from two years from now and it, there's pros and cons to that because you have the flexibility to let it develop where you see it makes sense um, but then also it's difficult to do the hey where are you in five years what's your goal so my uh, mind's definitely shifting and growing. And, um, and because of that, I do feel like I have more direction now than I did in the beginning. Cause I would have never known some of the things like the example I gave with doing the outdoor spaces, I would have never known that I was going to have that as an opportunity. Um, so being open and I've been, um, as much of a planner and stuff that I, as I, that I am, this has been, um, an educational experience for me. So <laughs> I, um, I'm allowing myself a little bit more space to, to be okay with that, um, that kind of like open, uh, openness with the way that the business is going to. So, and it helps you be real, you know, I, now I can, and as you move forward, you get more information and more data on yourself, like, all right, well, where's my time best spent and what's selling the best or what's not selling. Like if, if I thought I was just going to be doing furniture or just, you know, that my, my business has grown into more built-ins and smaller, like hall tree built-in stuff. I would have, that's not even what I started the business doing. It just kind of, my clients helped me understand that that was going to be part of my business. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, allowing yourself to be open, at least for me, allowing myself to be open for some of that too, and not be so strict that I put myself in this box that I think I need to be in where I think a lot of us, um, sometimes I was definitely like that at times with certain things and just being okay to let some of that go or maybe open the door to something new. It, it can evolve and change and shift a little bit. Um, so it's, yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, to your point about like, uh, the, just even the naming of your company, like you're not keen lane woodworks. You're not, you know, um, like that's a very valid point. Like even, you know, mine of Freeman furnishings, that kind of locks me in pretty good. I think it's a a term that can, you know, that's broad enough where a lot falls under that. True. Yeah. Um, I, something came to mind, you know, as you were, as you were talking about like the kind of the fluidity of where your business goes, um, I think like, at least for me, like my end dream 
has stayed the same. What has fluxed is like the how, like from year to year, like what I plan to do that year to try to reach that dream has changed. Right. It, it went from first few years was highly focused on like, making pieces and then really trying to push to sell those. And then I would say over the last year and a half, it's been more pushed towards like the content side of the business and less about like selling the pieces, but still my end dream is to be, uh, have, you know, be a, a known furniture designer. That is my end dream, but those are two very different paths. (laughs) I'm getting there. (laughs) I love that. That's so, that's so great. I think that's a great point too. I was mentioning, you know, setting specific goals, but I would have, I can totally connect with what you're saying as well. Like I've learned so much more about myself and I think keeping it at a broader level almost is, is the perfect, like it, like exactly like your example. Cause there's things about what I do. I've learned, you know, I really love problem solving. I really love helping others. I love um, promoting local makers and things like that too. And I, and in my business, I've partnered with different artists and different things like that too. So that is a broader scale where you can tackle that many different ways, mm-hmm. um, which, so I love your example. And I think that, you know, I don't want to come across as I'm just floating around, figuring it out. <laughs> it is, you know, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like what you're saying though, you have your passions of your ultimate, you know, overall overarching thing you want to achieve. And I think you're right. There's so many different ways to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us in this space, I think are just, uh, our, the way our DNA is set up, our personality DNA is set up is like, we thrive on the change to a degree. Like most makers, you know, I talked to on the podcast it's like if I did just this one thing every day I would be bored so it's like (laughs) that need to like oh okay so this is where I'm going this year and trying this thing out um, and wanting to learn all about it but knowing that next year is going to be completely different yeah I think allows you to stay excited in the moment um yeah I am. And I had, I don't know about you, but for me, I had like this very um, difficult internal struggle with that. And it could be more of the corporate business side. I always felt like I was two people. I I showed up to the corporate world and I put on the face and did the things and climbed the ladder and I did really well. And then I would go home and I'd be a little more goofy and get to joke around and do my creative (laughs) stuff. And (laughs) I just, I got tired of playing both roles and Mm. I, and, um, and it was hard because I, and I did that, I think a lot to myself too, putting myself in these very specific boxes, but I've learned to appreciate who I am more and that level of um, creativity and having different ideas is okay. It doesn't mean I'm broken. I felt, and I've used that term. I felt very mm-hmm. broken. Like, why can't I just like the corporate stuff? I do really well. I climbed the ladder and I, I, I was giving presentations. I was speaking at conferences. I was like doing all the good things, but something inside me was just not, I was still missing something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, why can't I just turn that off so I can just plug along? And uh, I, it made me feel broken, but I've connected with more makers and different things like that, where this is more normal than we think. And um, two books I'll recommend that, I, that I've, um, one I read and then one I'm currently reading 
is uh, the first one I, I just finished not too long ago was How to Be Everything. And it talks about multi-potentialites. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, but mm -hmm. that's from they use, but it's people that are interested in, and do well at different things and how that's okay and how to kind of navigate that. Um, Cause I don't know if you're like me, cause I could drive myself crazy with all the ideas that I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. I have like yeah. at any given time, 10 different business ideas going on in my head. <laughs> about that. And I'm like, and, and I have to, and I've learned to navigate that a little bit better for myself. Cause I can get so excited about it. And then I'm like, all right, sleep on it. Think about it. And then the next day, like, all right, well, what are the pros and cons? Is this realistic? And then you dial, I dial myself out, I dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other book is Originals. Um, and that one I'm reading now and I'm really enjoying it, but similar concept. And it talks about some historical people and things like that too, that, um, have come up with really interesting things. And it also talks about the balance between, um, I, I think a lot of times people think that entrepreneurs that do extremely well, like just risked it all and left their job and then boom, and then they were big and you just have to do that. And this book actually, you know, talks about the other side of that, that that isn't the majority. It's very average people that go out and do these amazing things. And they did it while they were working full time or had a part-time job or, you know, and it makes it a lot more realistic or, or mm -hmm. connecting to that, um, you know, um, that these specific stories you can really resonate with. But those are two that I've really enjoyed that I think really highlight makers like us that get really excited about a lot of different things or have ideas and how to navigate that. So. Yeah, th thanks for sharing those resources. Um, I definitely, yeah, definitely re resonate with what you said about like, you know, in the corporate world, I would say maybe I was less successful than you in the corporate world, but I still had that uh, feeling of being just a constant failure of like, why is this so difficult for me to just like, and in my case, I always felt like, why is it so difficult for me can I just shut up and like put up type thing? Uh, <laughs> and, and not, it was like always feeling like, you know, the square peg in the round hole type thing. <laughs> um, and so I think that's definitely something I appreciate about my own business because it's been hard, but I've been learning to be an empathetic leader to myself. Oh, and the, good <laughs> you know in the in the sense of like i get i get to make this up so there mm -hmm. is no it should be this right. way it's like it's whatever way i show up and yeah. it's not always going to be successful and that's okay right because right? learn something from it though exactly exactly um and yeah i'm definitely much more the people side of things and and i've been in because i'm still I'm, i've been given a recent opportunity to grow in my consulting side and i've been struggling with whether i should take that or not take that and what my fears are, are around that um and so i've been i'll share a resource i'm listening to right now um I'm not a big reader, but I do love audiobooks. So um, I'm listening to Brene Brown's Dare to Lead, and oh, um, it's good. it's really good. <laughs> um, and it and it's teaching me so far of like, oh, maybe I can make this like more corporate side work, and it's not about me fitting in there, yep. or, and it's not about making them fit into me. It's just about understanding like 
what's my strengths and making that work uh, for me. And I, I'm like, what have I learned from my own business that I can transfer over, you know, things like, what have I learned from the podcast? Mm -hmm. I've learned that, Hey, I'm actually really good with people. And maybe that can transfer over to like business, business type stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read that book, but she's a great, great author. So I'll have to put that on my list. Oh, that Brene Brown, I'm telling you, sometimes she has me like, I'm like, man, emotionally destroyed after <laughs> listening to something from her. And then other times it's like, okay, I got this. But yeah. <laughs> uh, getting you a little in the com- out of the comfort zone. I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you're like getting, growing your business and flexing it some you you briefly mentioned about like want you know you want to do like video or something around that like what and and we met at workbench cons which is kind of like content creation type conference (laughs) so what is um what are some things that are like you're looking at on the horizon that like why video why would you have that interest there go down that path yeah, it's a great question. And that work bench con was so amazing. Everyone there's so like it just, you know, one of those like everybody's so doing so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um it, but it was very very inspirational. And I and I'm going back to kind of well, I, I will say this. One of the things that I did in the corporate world that I do miss is public speaking. I used to speak at conferences. I did a lot of um employee program type things. So in the corporate world, I was kind of building programs and and corporate wellness and all kinds of things so I spoke at conferences about that and I miss I miss public speaking I do miss that part and I thought video would be a great outlet I um and I think and I've had some potential opportunities pop up where people are kind of asking for video and talking about products I don't think I would necessarily be the DIY video maker but I really enjoy talking about and I don't know if this is cheesy or not, but like the features and functions of things, mm-hmm. like when I build products, I really love certain specific features about them, whether it's soft closed drawers or how the barn door hardware is connected to things and the different caveats to it or um, different finishes for stuff or things like that, or what even what tools I use to create different things um, or materials. So talking about some of the details with that, I really um I would really enjoy. And again, some potential opportunities have popped up to kind of push a little bit. And so I think that's been a little more of a sign for me to be like, okay, maybe this is the time to do that. Um, Cause in the beginning, it was part of my goal was to do videos talking about the products I made. And so that way it's me talking about like, this is a custom piece and this is why, and this is what the client telling the story. This is what the client mm-hmm. was looking for. And this is how we achieve their goal. Um, and so I really, um, Kind of that went to the wayside because <laughs> there's so many things wearing all the hats. And then I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know. Should I do video? And um, um, but that is it's kind of resurfacing. And I think it's time for some of that, too. And um, and I'm hoping to do at least that's the direction and the start of what I'm thinking. And I'm open to feedback, too. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm, that's where I'm thinking so far. Yeah, I I. <clears throat> Uh, listening to the Made for Profit podcast, um, which unfortunately I don't listen to as much anymore, but uh, listen to pretty strongly, especially when they were starting. Um, 
and I can't remember which one of them, if it was, if it was Brad or John, I, I feel like it was Brad who said something to the effect of like, when you're starting that YouTube channel or videos, like <clears throat> it's, it's good to understand like, what is your intent behind it? So like you said, oh, I don't think I want to do like DIY videos. So you don't want to be like, instructional tutorial based type videos you know but i i love the idea about talking about the features and stuff and i think that's always like a benefit you can offer to your clients too of like you could have a video library for them to check out and be able to basically shop what type of features they want you know yeah. for their products type thing yeah um but like i struggled with that for the longest time like because there's like YouTube makers that I really admire and I like their style and so it's like oh I want to do like that person or like that person or like that person and I suck at being that person because that person's already taken so I can't I can't do that um, and so understanding like what I do the things I create is not intended for a DIY world like that's not what I'm striving for and it took a really long time to understand like nope I might put out a video about a project I built but the intent of that video is not to teach somebody how to do that right. the intent yeah. for me would be more like this is this crazy thing that I made and perhaps it will give you inspiration to go make your crazy thing you know um yeah. And, and I've used it as a selling tool when I do, uh, you know, have people purchase one of my products. If I have a video out there about it, I can say like, well, here you go. Now you yeah. can watch like me make this and it can justify why you spent what you spent to buy yeah. like <laughs> my piece, you know? Yeah. And I get really excited about different materials. I mean, and this sounds, may sound a little dorky, but when I started learning about outdoor spaces and pavers and um, there are thin set pavers that you can put on top of concrete as long as the concrete's, you know, in good shape mm -hmm. and the actual adhesive that they use is like, is it like almost like a powder? And then you put the pavers down and you add the water and it becomes the adhesive. Hmm. That's how it connects. And I was just like blown away. <laughs> Everyone needs to know this thing ever. And I just, I get really excited about that kind of stuff. So it's mm -hmm. talking about those you know, it's a, it could be a finished project and then talking about those kind of details, like I just really enjoy. So, but I appreciate hearing your side of it too, because it's, I don't, I don't necessarily want to do the DIY um, videos either. And I, I was getting requests from people, oh, you should do that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't think I would be as good as, a, as some of the other people I follow. They're kind of like mm -hmm. what you're going to do. And so I don't want to be you know, a copycat of something just to try to fit, you know, like you said, the circle in a square, or is it the other way around? Square, <laughs> or a circle, whatever. Whatever, yes. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, believe it or not, uh, Katie with a Y, we are at the end of our time together. Um, I really appreciate the conversation we've had. Um, and I want to give you a chance to let people know, you know, how can they find you, follow along with you on all of the interwebs out there? 
Awesome. On the journey. Yes. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. This has been a, such a, a pleasure. It's great to it's great to talk with you again since work bit fun. And this yeah. has been such a, such a joy to get to have a, such a natural conversation about creative being creative people and makers. Um, so again, Katie Keene, you can find me online. My website is Keen Lane Co. It's K-E-E-N-E Lane Co. That's my last name. Um, it's Keen. And I post most of my um, updated images and things on Instagram. So it's at Keen Lane Co. and on Facebook. And uh, all my contact information is on those places as well. So if you ever feel like reaching out, please don't hesitate. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. So again, that was Katie of Keen Lane Co. I'll include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description uh, in the show notes. So if you just check out the description for the episode in whatever podcast episode you're using or in the description down below on YouTube, you can see how you can follow along with her. Uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button, uh, leave a review, leave a comment. All of that helps the algorithms know that you're enjoying it and others may enjoy the podcast as well. Also, it is hitting up that holiday season time, and I just wanted you all to be aware that if you want to kind of support and rep your favorite podcast, you can check out the link in my bio over on Instagram at Maker Mom Podcast and check out the My Swag button, and that will take you right to. I have um, t-shirts, uh, face masks, I've got coffee mugs, um, I've got long sleeve shirts. I've got all kinds of different things available over there that have um, either the Maker Mom logo for the Friday episodes or the Wonder Women logo for the Wednesday episodes. So you can go check that out. I'll also include the link uh, for that in the description if that is easier for you. And um, also don't forget to check out Patreon. Think about joining the tribe. I have several different tier levels over there. Any of those tier levels get you access to additional content like um, the planned live podcast via Zoom happening uh, starting in 2021. We'll be having those more regularly. We've had one so far uh, and you would get access to that as a patron. So go ahead and check that out. I appreciate all of the support over there. Now, when I am not interviewing and editing and making podcasts, you can find me designing and creating furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com or at Freeman Furnishings across all the social media like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. I'm pretty much everywhere under Freeman Furnishings, uh, though I am most active on Instagram and TikTok. You will find me doing daily posts there on what I am currently working on. All right. It is the middle of the week. I hope you're having a great week so far and I will see you all on Friday.